Psalm 10:15. Break the arm of the wicked and evildoer. Call his wickedness to account till you find none. This is the conclusion of the psalmist's plea for vindication. And just in these last four verses here, we've seen a call for God to act in verse 12. Sort of a, a reason why God should act for his own namesake in verse 13. A, a confident assertion that God does see wickedness in verse 14. And then again, the, the call for God to break the arms of the wicked. And what that means here in verse 15 is that he wants, he wants God to take away their ability to do wickedness. And we've seen this language in verse 12 and verse 14, the, the use of God's hands as a means of judgment. And in verse 15 here, it's a use of their arms as a means of their wickedness. And so the wicked are acting with their arms and God wants them to, God wants, uh, the psalmist wants God to break those arms, break the arms of the wicked and uh, call his wickedness to account till you find none. In other words, uh, snuff it out. Don't just, don't just defeat him this day. I, God, I'm asking you to get rid of his wickedness. Annihilate it. Just remove it. And uh, I think it's an interesting thing to note here that the evil one is in a, sing, a singular form here. And... Uh, it's just an interesting thing to know. It's not. It's not as if he's only talking about uh, a single person. It's more discussing this this entity, the wicked, the evil. Um, but I think that it does uh, make us consider that in verses three to eleven, a lot of the actions we saw, whether it was the the deceit of the mouth like a snake or the destruction like a lion in the thicket in verse 9. Um, the wicked act according to the actions of their father, the devil, as Jesus would put it. The seed of the serpent acts a certain way. And so the prayer of the psalmist is that the seed of the serpent would be snuffed out from the earth. And... If we study the book of Revelation and other texts throughout the Bible, we'll see that uh, annihilation is probably not the end for the wicked. In fact, it's worse. It's, um, it's, it's an eternal punishment. It's not just that they'll be annihilated one day and it's over, but it's an eternal punishment. But their wickedness will be snuffed out and the wicked will be eternally submitted to God forever. And so as we pray this verse, we can pray, God, would you do this now? But we can also pray a prayer of confidence that God will do it one day. And that's just a joyful prayer that we can do from Psalm 10 verse 15 here. So, oh God, we do pray that you would eliminate the wicked's ability to do evil. Whether it's um, imprisonment in a criminal justice system, or it is um, a, a removal of their weapons, whatever it might be, Father, would you not allow the wicked to continue in their evil actions? Would you stop them? 
Would you make it so that they cannot do any of those things? In fact, would you turn it upon their heads? Would they find themselves in a situation of rock bottom as they face the exact actions that they have perpetrated against others? God, we do ask that you would call them to repentance. Would you help them to see their evil, repent of that evil, and find forgiveness in Christ's name? And if they don't, Father, we look we look with confidence to the day that you will judge justly for eternity. And we know that wickedness will be no, no more. There will be no more evil, no more sin, because Christ has won. So we ask that you would hasten that day, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And that is Psalm 10, verse 15.